sales teams are only as good as the leader that's taking them forward. So you need to give them, give your team a specific number of units or a revenue uh, metric that you need to attain. And then the why behind why that goal is important, because if they understand why they're working towards a goal, then it motivates the salesperson to go out and achieve it. But you have to give them clear, measurable uh, prescription of actions to take in order to accomplish that. Because without clear action, we end up with inaction. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Mike, every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way real estate agents and entrepreneurs think about their business in order to make them more profitable and productive. And this week, Mike, I want to disrupt the way you think about science. And no, not the um, one nine version of science. We don't need to uh, have YouTube dock us for, uh, for talking about the, the Rona. So what I want to instead talk about is the science of mass and velocity. I'm talking about momentum. Okay. What do you do in your business um, when momentum is stopped? It happens all the time in sports or in a marriage or especially in business. The more successful we are, the more we lose momentum. We identify a problem, then we go fix it, and then something else breaks that needs uh, more of our attention. And then we make progress uh, in business, and then life comes along and slows down the momentum or, or even puts your business on the brink. And so how do we get back on track when a business slows down um, or when um, the, the energy of the people is low? Any thoughts on how we, how we could start to refocus that energy um, or some of the causes as to uh, what even leads to that? Well, I'm about bridging, bridging gaps and deltas. I think the very first thing is you have to be aware. Yeah. Like a lot of times we run our business and we're not holding people accountable and we're not tracking or we're not unaware of certain patterns. And we don't even know that we've lost momentum until it's too late. Yeah. So I think the key is being present and then identifying patterns. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's perfect. It actually leads me into, um, you know, the topic of identifying signs of when momentum is slowing or when um, momentum is often masquerading as a problem. And that's one of the challenges, I think, in, in having people identify um, momentum versus problems. Because they oftentimes look the exact same way or they are the same thing. Right. The challenge for the business owner is, is how will you treat the problem versus how will you treat a lack of momentum? And, and those two things will get you two totally different outcomes. Uh, if you have a momentum problem, it oftentimes looks like a lack of engagement, a lack of progress, a lack of trust, a lack of consistency, or a lack of accomplishment. Okay. And, and so a lack of engagement, progress, trust, consistency, or accomplishment. Okay. The challenge, though, can be is how do you know when you have a problem um, if that like a person or people are the problem or a system is the problem when right. you're not getting um, progress or consistency or accomplishment? And then how do you know when there's the difference in momentum? So... Um, yeah, that is, that's the, well, I, to, to be honest with you, uh, all the systems and the models that I run within like my organization, I've done. 
So they're tried and true, right? Yeah. So typically, if it's not necessarily like the activity, it's something needs to be massaged. So you have to identify, okay, where where is it being dropped? Is it being dropped or like for example, we run a sales organization. So uh, is the is are your appointments down? Well, is that because you're not making enough phone calls, or is it because you're not converting those those phone, those leads. So then being able to, that's normally typically the issue, right? So then you just have to identify, okay, are you doing the activities every day? Are you time blocking to do those? That's where I start. And if they're doing that, okay, what, let's have a conversation on the script. So it's about being able to identify what it is and then coaching to wherever the problem is. I like to think about this from the perspective of sports because all of our listeners have seen momentum show up in sports and it's easy to identify when um when we see momentum in sporting events versus when we see momentum um stall out in a business and i think relating it back to sports gives us something that we're all really familiar with and being able to like distinguish the difference and so i think about it in this in the sports perspective that um a basketball team that goes on a 12-0 run where they've you know the team scores 12 points in a row the players didn't change the coach didn't change the plays likely didn't change the fundamentals of the game didn't change the biggest difference was energy and engagement and that energy and engagement creates this compounding and cascading effect of momentum and so what happens is everyone looks better. The coach looks better. The, the, the leadership team looks better. All the players um, look better. Everyone is performing at a higher capacity right. because of momentum, and that's that focused energy. And, and so no, to your point of having done it before, that gives you a pretty good perspective of whether it's possible. Right. And then, the, then I always want to know is, okay, then – is is the activity um, happening or not? Let's say that the answer doesn't, to some degree, it kind of doesn't matter because oftentimes we see it in sports where the outcome is a byproduct of momentum. The engagement and the energy of the collective is so strong and overpowering and the crowd gets behind it. And then it propels the entire um, outcome to a totally different result. How do we create that in a business though? So, you always use these sports analogies or I use sports analogies and right now you're using sports analogies. I try to make it a competition. Yeah. So I see my business, um, much like sports muscle memory. It's like shooting free throws when you're, you're an athlete and you need to practice shooting free throws. It's all about shooting free throws. I look at our activities are it's muscle memory. You're actually seeing, uh, the personification of, uh, systems and models when someone shoots a free throw they do the exact same ritual every time and that muscle memory elicits the same result the best free throw shooters has a system of shooting free throws and if you have that systems baked into your business you will have a functioning business that produces the same results every time yeah, and the, the hard part is is that momentum is the job of a leader. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, being a leader is about 
channeling and and harnessing human capital. Yeah. And that human capital is just really an energy system, right? And so how do we ma- how do we manage the um, human energy system of the collective as a leader in order to drive the outcome that we seek? So I I uh, I dangle carrots uh, versus you know using sticks. Um, so what I do is I can identify, okay, we're not uh, going on enough appointments. So then I will say, hey, $50 to the first person that sets an appointment. Or um, I see that I, I track our activities or our phone calls, and I see that we're not making phone calls. Uh, so then I'll say, hey, you guys, we're kind of low, we're light on phone calls. The first person that, you know, makes the person that makes the most appointments today gets a hundred bucks. So I try to and, and, and we have play a game about it. And so then that competition elicits, you know, the result. That and I'm during for. the day, if you set that goal, let's say it's a hundred dollars for whoever sets the first appointment. Um, what's your engagement look like? Like how active are you in um, in ensuring that there's um, buy in or enrollment in that? in that uh, goal? Well, uh, I have a report card that comes out every day, yeah. every, every day. I probably, well, not today, but every day. So it see, it shows activities, appointments and contracts for everybody on the team. So that, that is a, is a perpetual like competition. Nobody wants to be at the bottom of that yeah. report card. And then another thing is I, it gives them clarity because then I'll comment on that report card every yeah. day so they know that I'm looking at it. That's right. So there's a, an accountability there. Yeah. And would you and would you wait until the end of the day if you establish a contest to get engagement or would you nudge them throughout the day to try to build stoke that fire? It's funny. I have an early bird. Uh, because I want I want a time block and I want to get it out of the way. So normally when I get done uh, making calls, I'll send a message. Hey, you guys, congratulations for the early birds. Uh, this person made this amount of phone calls. This person made this amount of phone calls. So then I'm encouraging them to do the yeah. same to mimic my behavior. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're demonstrating by um, sharing uh, proof of work. Essentially with the group and that serves as a reminder of the activity of engagement. It also serves as a reminder that you're engaged in um, their outcome and that you're doing the activity uh, and you didn't just set an initiative this morning and then forget about it by, you know, this evening or an hour later or something. I'm on the report card, too. Yeah. So uh, they're holding me accountable and I'm holding them accountable and they know I'm running two businesses yeah. and then so they know how busy I am and they, so they know that I'm time blocking and I'm making my phone calls. And so there's no excuses. If I'm running two businesses, I'm more busy than all of y'all and I'm still making my phone calls. Why did I make more phone calls than y'all? Yeah. So what I heard you say is that you clarify the mission, right? You set the objective of um, something that's measurable and tangible that you want them to accomplish because sales teams are only as good as the leader that's taking them forward. So you need to give them, give your team a specific number of units or a revenue uh, metric that you need to attain. And then the why behind why that goal is important, because if they understand why they're working towards a goal, then it motivates the salesperson to go out and achieve it. But you have to give them clear, measurable uh, prescription of actions to take in order to accomplish that. Because without clear action, we end up with inaction 
oftentimes, right. or we end up with the wrong action. And that's the, and that's the thing that I think most leaders forget about is you actually do have to give a prescription. Yeah. Because without it, you end up either with the likely the wrong outcome or no action at all. Nothing. Yeah. Cause this is the thing we think that we're working and we think that we're trying because we're busy. Yeah. And just because you're busy, if it's not leading to a result, it doesn't really matter. Or the result even that's warded, uh, rewarded, potentially. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So as long as you're busy with the right activity. So what I do is I get really clear and focused on what yeah. those activities are. And I set the expectation and that's where we're going. Yeah. And if you do that, this should be the result. And then I hold them accountable to that result. Okay, why is it that we aren't here? And then I coach that up. And one thing you can do to build momentum as well is that when you're giving those clear missional objectives or those actions, go small. If you're stuck or you're stalled out, if you've lost momentum in mid-flight, go back to fundamentals and basics. Start measuring wins differently. I think about the, along that same vein of sports analogy and thinking that you know, a football team should always return back to um, just winning three yard increments is the objective is winning the line of scrimmage yeah. to get three yards. Yeah. And that's because the team that gets three yards on every play can't be beaten. Yeah. And so if all you have to do is win the bat, win the line of scrimmage in order to win three yards and you are unstoppable. And yet most of us focus on the fancy big Touchdowns. downfield play. That's right. Yeah. And so going small instead makes it to where we can measure the win differently. So then when I get three yards, I've accomplished the goal. I get that hit of dopamine, right? I'm, then I'm getting another three yards. And that energy compounds and builds on itself. I want to start creating small, measurable wins that the team can accomplish that can compound if I'm, if I'm trying to rebuild yeah. momentum. And then I want to focus the energy of the collective to follow the bright spots. I think about that if your child brings home a report card and you know there's six grades on this report card and there's five A's and one F. Yeah. Most people gravitate towards the F. And yet what we need to do is identify in our business, why did we get an A? If there's one outlier or if there's one thing that's going really, really well, why is that one thing working disproportionately better than everything else? When we, when we, instead of focusing on the problems, we focus on the bright spots in the business, what we end up with is um, learning something about what's working well. Yeah. And so when I think about momentum, what we need really is a momentum plan before we get stalled out. We need to know when things are going really well, why? Yeah. What is it that's creating the outcome that we desire so that if it ever stops, I know how to jumpstart it again? Yeah. If you, uh, the, 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 the biggest thing is if you rely on systems and models, um, that I, I guess it's by having like the routine that should carry you through. So like we give sports analogies when a shooter stops hitting shots, what do they tell that shooter to do to shoot through it? to shoot through it, keep shooting, keep shooting. And so to me, that's what I rely on 
is because I'm super, I track my activities and I know how many activities when I'm in a slump, I can always go back and I can see, okay, this month I did that. But then look, because I did the activities a month later, I blew up because I just kept shooting. So I guess that's my answer to that. You know, it's interesting because it makes me, your, your story makes me think of the bit that uh, Tony Robbins talks about when he was coaching Andre Agassi and Agassi went from, you know, top one, two player in the world to like 200 ish or, you know, somewhere in that like triple digit ranking from top of the food chain to basically uh, barely still a, a pro on tour and then went back to you know being a top three tennis player in the world after um, having some coaching with Tony Robbins I'm sure making some changes but one of the things that they talked about that was the difference was they had Andre visualize focusing on the bright spots and so they showed Andre videos of himself playing when he was you know number one and then when he was number 100 to demonstrate to him what he was doing really well when he was number one versus what was happening, you know, number 100 and then visualize over and over and over through repetition, what that, um, swing looked like, what that swagger looked like when he was number one, rather than trying to fix the problems when he had fallen to, you know, 100 plus, they went instead to let's focus solely on what was going really well and and figure out how to get back to there. Rather than course correct what got you to 100, let's instead go to where you were at one. What's that? What was it? Did they say? I I think confidence was, if I remember correctly. That's what I was going to say. Momentum gives you confidence. That's right. So this is the thing. When I have swagger, when I walk into a room and I know I'm killing it, I walk, it, I walk into a listing appointment and I have a certain cachet, I'm going to get this yeah. listing appointment yeah. or I'm going to sign this agent up. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell me any difference. Yeah. And that's what momentum had. When I used to, when I was on the football field a long time ago, like that guy across, he was just an impediment in my way, right? Yeah. And there was, that dude was not going to stop me. And that's the difference what momentum gives you. It's interesting because it makes people look better than they are. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm beating the death out of these uh, sports analogies, but it makes me think of Jeremy Lin. You know, when Jeremy Lin came in as a, as Crushed a, it. and just went on Lin Sanity. Yeah. That was, so, that was where momentum made a player look much better than they really are. Right. And so the difference is, that confidence it is that swagger and it is the compounding benefit of being in the zone from a swagger standpoint and then that builds on itself it's being emboldened i i yeah. so i remember in high school i was a i'm from marion high school so marion high school has a lot of state championships i, I think they're number one or tied for number one and in state championships for indiana so in this year that we went we went to state my senior year so, like, there's no way you're just going to walk onto that basketball team. They had a good team. So I remember I would, like, go, and I would just play against, like, the people that weren't very good, and I could hit every shot. Bow, bow. Just, I would just, I would crush them. <laughs> but then as soon as I get and play with, like, the play, it's, it was all my confidence. Like, now my shots aren't falling. Now my, I can't hit a free throw or a layup. And so I, that, when you are emboldened and you walk with a swagger, that's going to allow, it's going to free you up. 
the fact that you played with Zach Randolph, or at least Zach Randolph, was I did. Like, I actually yeah. had to guard him, but he was a freshman <laughs> when I was a senior. I mean, that didn't hurt. I mean, the fact that you couldn't Dude, hit shots against a total trash compared <laughs> to Zach. He, I mean, he he also was he also was an NBA player. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I did. I had to guard him. We were in gym class. I was a senior, and I had to guard him. I'm like, I'm the tallest dude on the team, and he he's he totally killed me. What is he? Is he probably what six? Six, six nine, nine, six ten, probably. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's like a whole. Per- he looks like Shaq and I don't know Spud Webb. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so two time All Star yeah. uh, player. So I mean, give. I mean, it's okay that yeah. you were trash. I get it. <laughs> um, so so uh, then I think about though following kind of the same vein of of analogies and thinking about building momentum for your business when things stall out. I think about how uh, in sports things are public and visible. And by that, I mean the scoreboard. And so we oftentimes see um, achievement and, and data or scoreboards visible, of course, right. in athletics. And that visibility also adds to the compounding energy effect of building momentum. And so um, in thinking about business, I look at it and say, okay, we need to um, break down a small goal and then make that target attainable and then track against it. It's the reason why you see in a manufacturing facility the sign that says we've gone this many days without an incident. And it's the reason why you could have in your business, Michael, it, we've gone this many days without with a pending, right? It's right. like you could build that streak momentum of um, trying to create the outcome that you seek by somewhat gamifying it, but more importantly, making it visible so there's that secondary reminder in the environment as to what's most important and what's also attainable. But but showing annualized goals or even like three-year, five-year long-term goals are yeah. oftentimes way too big for people to bridge the gap when they're stuck or stalled out from now until one year in the future. Too much is susceptible to change. Break it into chunks. Yeah. So I always... I t- like that's everybody who hears me, they hear me say this. So we always celebrate touchdowns. When I turn on Sports Center, when I turn, I see slam dunks and I see touchdowns. Yeah. But you you it took blocking and tackling. The blocking and tackling to get to that point. So you have to celebrate the fundamentals, the daily activities which lead to the lagging indicator, which are the contracts. Yeah. So if you focus on that and you celebrate that, and to me, the closing is just a byproduct. We just, we're going to work. That's what we're here for. That's, yeah, that's what we right. get paid the money to do. Yeah, that's right. The hard part is this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual job itself is working out. It is um, going to practice. The, the, that's the job. Yeah. Right? But we think that oftentimes the job is playing the game. That's not. The, the game jo- comes easy. When you put in the practice, everybody wants to lose weight, but never nobody wants to go to the gym. Yeah. You got to go to the gym and then you lose weight. And so that's what the activities are. It's just going to the gym every day. And the last thing I think that we that we look at in re-energizing a team, if you're auditing your um, business or your department or your team uh, in thinking about how do I re-engage and how do I build energy in, in the company, we need to make recognition public. 
Yes. We need to have um, small goals that then are accomplished, that are recognized and rewarded. We need to, we need to give a sales team credit for um, accomplishing small wins so that they become more engaged through that um, feedback response loop in order to cause people to want to take more um, action in the future. And so some things I think that we can do when we're recognizing success and really teaching the behavior that we seek is um, I like stupid, ridiculous, um, uh, like ways to do recognition rather mm-hmm. than the like serious right. ways to do it. Right. Um, because I actually think that the like ridiculous, um, like punny rewards more, are more better memorable. and they're more memorable. They yeah. stick, they create a like uh, culture of like bragging rights that is also not, um, damaging to the culture. Uh, so I think that you, you, uh, have trophies, titles, and unique perks as ways to, um, reward people that doesn't even have to be monetary and also simultaneously benefits the culture. So some like things that, that I've seen done, um, or that we've done are we've had like a, a mic drop award where we have a trophy with a, with a mic on it. And that's, you know, the person who talked to the most amount of people that month, nice. um, the, the Savannah bananas, a minor league baseball team in Savannah, Georgia does an amazing job of this as well. They have like a, a banana trophy. I think that they give out, um, you know, we've, we've done, um, titles, um, as well, but they have to be like ridiculous titles, um, for someone to, to win. And then, um, recently we've done perks that it's like, um, I was an ISA. If you, whoever won a contest, I would be an ISA for half a day for them. Nice. Or um, if you, you know, if you, if we got 700 Google reviews or whatever, take the team paintballing. Um, and, you know, they could all shoot me with like, or at least have one shot on goal, right? How do you create those perks that, and build them in to where they are reciprocal for energy and for culture? And they also get you progress and engagement and outcome. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect, man. I, um, I, I do a lot of, I don't do all those things. Uh, the one thing that I do is I, I try to, like, um, share social media. Yeah, that's good, too. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of let them know agent of the month and use that for social media. Then their friends and their family and it actually wakes up their sphere. It's a little yep. piece of marketing propaganda that they yeah. can, that they can put out. Um, it's just, it's, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to, to foster that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that one of the, cause you know, a lot of what we talk about on the show are things that either are like we are encountering in our business, either like topically yeah. because they're, they're real in the moment or, um, that we're experiencing with other business owners, other agents, because they're topical in their business. Um, and you know, at the time of recording, we're, we're basically October of, uh, 2021 and, and, you know, in real estate sales, what we see in our, in our market is, is that about the next four months of desert, yeah. It is the winter desert um, for four months. And that's when uh, your agents are at the greatest flight risk. They're most likely to leave the company during this desert of four months in October through February because momentum gets stalled out. And right. when momentum stalls out, what happens is people see it instead as a problem. And so they look around and they try to solve a problem and they point fingers 
at what the problem is. And 99% of the times we point fingers at the wrong problem. Right. Because we discount the human capital effect of running a business. And so engagement um, to me is the number one way to keep people plugged in and consistent, but engagement takes trust. And so I share the example with you guys all before we got on was that this week, um, our, our like senior agents had, were not, um, as engaged as they typically are from a like consistency of showing up and, and being in the office. Now their results were great, but, but the minor tweak habit of them not showing up in the office, I know is an early stage disengagement. It's and a leading indicator. That's right. That's It'll right. show up in two months. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And so I know that it's something that I need to get out in front of. Yes. And the good news is that I also know that they're capable of anything they set their mind to from an accomplishment standpoint. And, and so my approach to it is that I don't have a problem that needs to be fixed. I have a... Um, I need to like get them re-engaged um, from a best practices standpoint. And listen, I used to care when people show, if people showed up five days a week, every week and like hammered out the work in a consistent manner. I am less regimented about that part now. However, um, you do have to at least show up and do the right things. Otherwise you just don't get the right outcome sooner or later. And so uh, in, in a group text, you know, I sent a, sent a group message basically that said, love you, miss you. Every one of them responded back as to like where they were or what they were doing because they know that there are three things true about that. That is, yes, I, yes, I love them. Yes, I miss you. Like it would be way more fun if you were here. My job is more enjoyable when people I enjoy working with show up. Right. And because we don't have to work hard the entire day. Yeah. <laughs> like we can still have fun. Yeah. And then um, they also know that I'm paying attention and that I um, want to know where they are, not because I care what they're doing or where they are, but because I care about them and their goals and their results. Right. And that that's the first step in the goals and the results is the showing up part. Right. And so, Hey, I noticed none of y'all are here today. Uh, I miss you and I love you and show up. Right. Right. Or, right. Or don't like, that's okay. Just have a great reason to not show up because that's okay too. have leverage, have leisure or be all in results. That's right. 